0: This is a That's a Good Question podcast. I'm your host, Corbin Landers. Got any good questions? Make sure you hit us up on Twitter at That's a Good QPC. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe so you can let your voice be heard. Welcome back to another episode of That's a Good Question. I'm your host, Corbin Landers, and today got a very special guest with us um, one of the hardest working people I've ever been around and also a very good friend of mine, Stephen LaPlante. Welcome to the show, man.
1: Hey, thanks. Thanks for the nice intro. I'm happy to be here.
0: Oh man, you know, I, uh, learned from the best, so it's uh-huh. all, that's is where it all comes from. <laughs> Something no, like that. <laughs> no, man, I'm excited to have you here. How things been going?
1: Pretty good. Uh, you know, just in, just in grad school and, in, in Ohio university, Athens, Ohio. Um, been uh, getting ready for a for a presentation tomorrow and um, yeah, I'm getting ready to finish up my, my degree here in May. So there
0: you go. There you go. Man, For those of you out there, Stephen is one of my good friends from college. We uh, both served uh, as student managers for the University of South Carolina uh, men's basketball program. Uh, I uh, always tell him that I let him down before we actually got our opportunity. Um, but you know it's it's funny how things work out, and you know here we are we're you know still close friends, and the game has been real good to us, so um, but without you, man, without you know your expertise and your support, man, I'm telling you you know you helped me out a lot, and just gotta give you that one. give you your flowers for that one.
1: I appreciate that and hey, you you helped me too don't don't uh, leave yourself out of it it's a it's a um mutual mutual relationship, man.
0: Appreciate that, and those, you know, I, you know, we were just talking, and you know, just reminiscing at all the things that we went through and things that we accomplished, man. That, you know, those definitely were some fun times.
1: Yes, they were. Yeah, it was, it was. You won't. We won't be able to forget them.
0: No, never, never. And you know, for the and I've also we'll get into this in a little bit, but I always tell people, whether it's players, coworkers, coaches, you know, I use probably the the greatest piece of advice mm-hmm. I've been given you know somebody outside of uh, my dad is being a problem solver not a problem finder and I still carry that to this <laughs> day and I'm I'm gonna tell that story but that's one of the greatest piece of advice that anyone's ever given me
1: yeah it was uh I, I don't know it came out of nowhere man I, don't, <laughs> I, I wish I could tell you that was uh something that I thought up uh, thought up of beforehand but it just kind of Somebody gave that to me. I don't know who it was, and I just said it immediately. So,
0: <laughs> man, I do you remember? Do you remember exactly what what was going on before, when you said that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll let you tell the story though. <laughs> we'll just get right, man. I'm telling you that um, that was t- summer of two twenty seventeen. It was right after the final four. Um, I do you remember which camp was that? Father's son camp was that the first camp that we that we held? Ooh. Um... I think it was. I think it was. I think it was yeah, I believe it was Father's son it was um uh day 2 and it was it was my food order. So uh I think I believe each of us um yourself, myself and Jason, we mm-hmm. all had we were all assigned each day to provide lunch for the campers. And uh uh my order, you know, of course this was me, um we came up short. Um I think it was <laughs> I think it was 50 meals short and i remember there was um you know most of the campers were fed you know which is good but i i remember just standing there just tapping my foot just nervously like okay okay i hope there's enough it doesn't look like there's enough so i remember there was um about like maybe 40 to 50 campers with their dads who are just standing there the tables were empty and um it was like so there's no more food left and you know, knowing me, feeling like I just failed the world. Um, I just d- didn't know what to do. And I brought that over to you. And then I remember you just took off. Like <laughs> you just took off running <laughs> And I said, Okay, well, uh, he's I gotta follow him. I don't know where he's <laughs> going, but I gotta follow him. And we just took that. We we didn't even take we took the steps because I believe we take we that's when the elevators were working. We were in the Coliseum on the second deck um in the, on the concourse level took off we ran down the stairs grabbed jared and um we yeah. ran across the street and we got we picked up i think it was 20 to 30 domino's pizzas and they and surprisingly enough they had them ready to go and we grabbed yeah them. they really hooked us up they did i mean that was and that was towards the tail end of lunch so they were getting yeah. ready to go back out and finish the day and um you know, we're sitting there just gathering the pizzas. Mac uh, came around with, this, uh, uh, you know, the equipment truck and he met us there and, and uh, they were calming us down. And I said, Steven, like, why would you run away? Like, no thought about it. You just took off and you just looked at me and said, Corbin, be a problem solver, not a problem finder. And then you walked away, walked out of the store and I just stood there for a second and I just thought about it. I was just like, huh. All right, guys, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was when you knew. That that's was, when that's when I knew. That's when okay. I knew because you could have easily. Because you you remember how how much pressure we put on ourselves to you know be efficient and make sure make sure everything runs smoothly and yeah. you know make sure that everything was you know kind of well put together, you know, and we did a good job. I believe we did a good job that, that, that summer, but, um, I just didn't want to be the reason why everything fell apart, but, you know, you definitely kept everything together and, you know, and definitely gave me a lot of confidence moving forward, bro. So again, I appreciate you.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was kind of a funny, funny moment. And, um, it wasn't totally your fault. You, you put a lot of blame on yourself there. So I mean, for the, for the audience here, I mean, uh, you know, you had a deal. You didn't make the food. It kind of sounded like you made it. You didn't. You had a deal with Carolina Alehouse, yeah. which you worked there mm-hmm. pre- before that, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so you knew the guy pretty well. And, y- you know, he said that he was willing to provide meals for free, uh, which was great, except he didn't make enough. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I think in all in all, I'm pretty sure that your meal ended up being cheaper than Jason and I's um, just because, you know, we only had to do um, a couple of those pizzas, but, um, you know, yeah, it was, it was a pretty funny situation. It was, it was not at the time.
0: No, no, you know, this, that you know, that's the good thing about it is, you know, we can sit back and laugh at it even to this day, but yeah, absolutely. Right. That was, that was definitely, Oh man, I, 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 I'm surprised. I don't even think I got any sleep that night still thinking about it. Cause you know me, <laughs> I was putting a lot of, a lot of blame yeah. on myself, but you know, yeah. just trying to look out for everybody. Cause I believe, you know, we have, Palmetto Pig, Carolina L House, yep. and then uh, I I can't remember. Was it um, um uh, the, the serving whenever in, in the arena? What was the name of the um, the catering company in the arena?
1: Uh, Sedexo.
0: No, 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 no. Oh, no. Yo, uh, Miss Yolanda was her name.
1: Yeah, I, I don't remember oh, now. Um, I
0: think that was like something. The, the, I think that was the three meals that we provided.
1: Yeah, it was definitely that other one. I don't, I don't remember it, but yes, you remember right. It.
0: Man, I'm telling you, good times. And for, we're going to get into a lot of uh, good stories here in a bit. But um, I always like to ask the question because, you know, this is definitely a basketball-centered podcast. You know, I, you know, for my guests or if it's just myself, we definitely like to go into, you know, where our love for the game began. So I'll start with you, man. So when did basketball kind of start to be a big part of your life?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, I started playing basketball at a, Pretty early age, probably I don't know five years old, mm-hmm. um, and back then, uh, you know, I mean your your dad was the coach, right?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and
1: so we um, we were part of a basketball league at my church called Upward, and I w- I played in that till I was I think fifth grade, um, you know, and so my dad was that was my coach the whole time, and um, we were pretty good, I will say. Uh, my dad knew how to teach us how to rebound. Had uh, to teach us how to jump for a rebound, uh, you know, that was, that was really important to him. And so, uh, you know, we, we had, we had some pretty beasts on the, uh, on the boards, but um, you know, and, and so go, going from there, I it really kind of died out for me. Um, once I was in fifth and sixth grade, I uh, just kind of stopped, stopped liking playing anymore. Um, and then it picked back up and you'll find this funny. Yeah. It picked, picked back up in uh, 2010 when a certain video game, was released it was called 2k 11 <laughs> um so i started playing that again and i started playing 2k and uh, fell back in love with it um and so you know i always had a hoop in my in my driveway and so uh, you know that was that started back up so that's really really where it started for me
0: right. Right, yeah, kind of the you know you hit the nail on the head. You know, growing up, uh, we played in Lawrence Township Boys Basketball League um, in Indianapolis, yep. Indiana, and our, my dad was actually one of the board members um, in the league. And you know, so having him kind of having him hand in everything, you know, I was able to, you know, not just be at uh, practice or games, but also you know hear from other coaches and kind of see the relationship that that you know he had built. Um, and yeah, because it started with my oldest brother. Um, in the early 2000s late 1990s and mm-hmm. you know it was it was kind of good to see how much it, you know they built the league and because i believe at the time you know they only had about maybe five or six teams and then when my brother and i we were playing um the league grew uh to about 25 teams uh split between uh four age groups so it was it was pretty nice but yeah you, you I, I, I if your dad i believe if your dad was not your coach and you did not learn the game the right way <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Um yeah, that's that's pretty much when it started for me as well. Um and then it just kept on growing from there. Yeah, man. So definitely the good times. But um and then um went through high school and then we all came together in Columbia, South Carolina. Um so yes, you sir? you're originally from Richmond, Virginia.
1: I am. I'm glad you remember that. <laughs> oh of
0: course. You know um <laughs> I'll never forget that. Um uh, because when we were on staff, we had about, oh, I'm not going to say a lot, but there, it seemed like there's a, a lot of people from the Richmond VA area. And so it's kind of, just there were too many. There, there yeah. were a lot. <laughs> there were, there a were lot. too many. Um, but yeah, those were definitely, definitely something um, that I enjoyed hanging. Um, you know, definitely spending time with you guys, you know, you guys definitely um, took me under your wing when we first started um, working with the men's basketball program. Um, but I'd like to hear from, you know, from you, um, you know what? Ex- you know what kind of sparked your interest in wanting becoming a student manager?
1: Yeah, uh, you know that's that's kind of a funny story too. Um, so I went to South Carolina, um, having no idea what a student manager even was. I when I was first on campus, I, I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, and so the the way I got introduced to it is, uh, I pledged a fraternity, and one of my pledge brothers. Um, was a manager. Now, uh, his name was Mike and I don't think you ever really met him, Corbin, but, um, you know, he told me about it and, and how awesome it was. He was like, yeah, you know, I can introduce you to the head manager and all that stuff. And so, um, he did that. Well, um, it's, it turns out that he actually let go because he didn't show up enough because he was too busy pledging our fraternity. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I kind of lost contact um, during that period because he was really my only in and I, and clearly not somebody I wanted to be associated with Mm -hmm. um, in the program. Now, Mike, Mike is very successful now. He's got, he's got a good paying job. He's a financial analyst. He's, it's not, he's not a bum, but anyway, um, (laughs) you know, so um, you know, that summer I, well, actually I went, I went to my head coach in high school. He's mm-hmm. was like, Hey, I want to be a manager for this, for my, you know, for my school, how do I do this? And he's like, well, talk to the director of basketball operations. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I'm shot are lovely and always kind. And, uh, you know, never put too much pressure on us. Director <laughs> of basketball operations, um, who I still talk to, to this day. He's a good guy. Um, he's a good guy. He is. He is, but yeah, Andy, Andy, I still don't know how to say his last name, so I won't, but, uh, <laughs> you know, emailed him, emailed him and, uh, you know, wanted to see if I could work some of the summer camps and in, in, that was June of 2015 mm-hmm. and, uh, and no, no response back. And two or three weeks later, I get a random phone call from Columbia, South Carolina. So, like, okay, I'll pick this up. It was Andy and he was like, Hey, can you, um, can you work basketball camp next week? It was like a Sunday. So, you know, I had a week to prepare and I was like, uh, yeah, sure. Do you have housing or anything I can stay in? Cause I was a freshman or that was after my freshman year. I didn't have an apartment yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was like, ah, no, you're gonna have to figure that out. So, you know, I figured it out. Needless to say. And, um, you know, started, started working there and, you know, I guess, I guess I did enough during those summer camps for him to, and to sign me on. So, um, you know, that was kind of my my introduction. But it was it was kinda strange one, I will say.
0: I, I'm telling you, we we both kinda had a similar introduction to Andy. Um, just it was it was blind, you know, we had no idea. Mm-hmm. I had no idea who he was. Um because I actually transferred to Carolina after my first year. Um I spent mm-hmm. I spent um my freshman year down at a two year school, Trident Technical College in North Charleston, just trying to figure it out. And at that time, I was uh, interested in journalism, you know, because I I, Mm -hmm. I finished playing. I knew I was going to play in college. um, So I tried to figure out, you know, the next thing that I could do to kind of stick around the game a little bit. And, you know, I enjoy, you know, watching sports talks, talk shows, sports radio, you know, things like that, ESPN and all that jazz. Um, So I figured, you Mm -hmm. know, I just kind of figured out what I wanted to do um, to get in. To get in the business of journalism so I spent my first year taking classes down there and um, luckily enough one of my good buddies who I went to high school with his uh, dad is the head coach at Charleston Southern University yeah Barclay Raider yeah. and you know even to this day I still tell him how um, how much appreciative I am for helping me get that opportunity um, so during that time I'm um, spending time in practice you know pre-game post-game press conferences, you know, I get to, I guess you got to attend the games and just kind of be like a freelance journalist or or a beat writer of some sort. Um, hmm. But the more time that I spent around the coaches, the players, you know, the whole program, I was, you know, I, I looked at, you know, the, the coaching staff and I'm like, you know, I could, I could kind of see myself, you know, being a part of something like this, you know, just that's where my interest of coaching started. You know what I mean? Like it, it, yeah. it was something that I, I, I enjoy being, involved in practice and just standing there just just listening to you know how they operate and things like that um so we've uh finished that year and i sat down with him i was like you know what do i got to do to get involved in the coaching you know i kind of want to you know something that i could see myself doing he said all right well um here's uh i believe how you pronounce andy's last name is astley i want to <laughs> I, I i'm not 100 percent positive with that but i'm fairly certain that's how you say it he sent me his contact information he said just give him a call whenever you get up you get your acceptance letter and get to campus and then we'll work things out and so um just like you it was on a sunday and i'm sitting there in in my dorm on capstone you know i, I finished that year transferred in the usc and i'm sitting in my dorm in capstone and i just get a call he's like all right we have a he doesn't say hello he didn't say how are you doing this is corbin man you know Blah 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 blah. He's like, so we have our interesting meeting tomorrow at two PM. All right, be there at one thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Very first conversation that I had with this man was just awesome. none of you know, no introduction. you know, I'm in, you know, I'm this, you know, then I say, Okay, interest meeting, two o'clock, be there at one thirty. I said, uh yeah. uh, uh it, yes, sir. And you know, <laughs> and it you know, the rest is history. You know, I got to meet yeah. you, I got to meet uh several returning managers and I was, to be honest with you, I was really, really nervous because I took that too seriously not as too seriously as trace wearing a full suit but um (laughs) (laughs) as i sat there i was i I made made sure that i was there uh 45 minutes early and you know made sure that i met you know who i was supposed to meet i believe i saw frank that was the first time that i saw frank martin not at a game and oh my goodness i was real i was really really nervous um And then, you know, things just took off from there. And, you know, that first year was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Definitely, definitely learned a lot.
1: Yeah, there's some, there are some pretty funny stories from, from those practices. And, um, you know, just, we were just trying to figure it out, man. That was, that year was just about us, um, you know, being, being the rookies and we're doing all the dirty work and, um, well, managers always do the dirty work, but, you know, I mean, when you're the. Where you're uh, just a, a private, and I mean you're you're really doing the yeah. dirty work. Oh yeah! But, uh, oh yeah! Oh yeah. You know, yeah! So it's it was it was just us trying to figure it out. We had no idea what we were into.
0: We got ourselves into. We you know? had no idea. We, uh, uh, we we were at the bottom of the totem pole. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. yeah it was uh, it was fun. You <laughs> have you ever have you ever told your Alex English story? Because <laughs> you should if you haven't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we were I think it was what the alumni banquet. Is that what you're talking about?
1: No, no, no. When you were filming. Oh, when I was filming. When he just walked up to you and you, you know. Just, oh, yeah. Just that, random. Yeah. You remember that?
0: Man, I remember. Because I. All right. This is going to sound really pathetic. But I had no idea who Alex English was up until that point. He. Because we were sitting. I remember we were sitting right up there filming practice. And he just. Big, big dude. Big, large. 6'10". All all 6'10 of them. Decides to yeah. just hover right over me. And I'm like, oh. Hey. You know, like, are <laughs> you are, are you a parent? Yeah, I had just like, Oh, I'm Alex English. And I said, oh, OK, <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm Corbin Corbin. Laters, Nice to meet you. Not even thinking twice that this is a, a, a Carolina legend, NBA yep. legend, you know, Hall of I, Famer, Hall of Famer. I'm just, you know, like, again, I was more naive than I am now because, you know, he, uh, he, he did that often. He did, you know, pretty much once a week.
1: Yeah, in, in the yeah. Coliseum.
0: Um, and, you know, those those practices were something else. But I'm so glad that we were able to go through that because, you know, to be honest with you, I, I just I learned a lot of, you know, to be very organized in detail with everything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, that's certainly one of the traits that I that I still have now is, um, you know, it's you had to balance so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had we had office hours, we had practice, we had, um, you know, school. On top of all that, mm-hmm. you know, some of us had part-time jobs, you know. I mean, there's, there's a lot going on. And, um, you know, it was a lot to manage. And so, you know, that's, that's certainly something that I'm
0: very thankful for because my, my time management skills are way better now Amen. than they were before. Amen, brother. I'm telling you. And, you know, I always tell kids because, you know, me being a high school coach, <clears throat> you know, I've been around guys that actually being a manager at the next level. And then I jump, I jump yeah. all over it. You know, I, I tell them, yeah, but, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't sugarcoat anything. I'm telling them that like, this is how it is. And it all depends on, you know, the program's expectations of you, but, you know, understand that it's going to be a full-time job.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You
0: know, a lot of time into it. Um, so, you know, being a manager, like so, were, So you know, talk about, you know, how your time management skills are, uh, you know, are much better now, but what, are, what were some of the other things that you learned, you know, being a part of the program?
1: Yeah. Um, You know, the, the biggest thing that I, well, there are two big things that I learned from Frank uh, just being around him every day. You know, we, we, he and I didn't talk every day or anything like that, but just being around the program, um, you know, the first thing was he came in every day with the same energy and enthusiasm as he had the day before. True. He never had, um, he never had a down day. He didn't, he came in and if he was there, he was on and he was um, engaged and he was going to get on you if you weren't doing what you're supposed to do. He's very honest. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> honest that's a good way to put it. And um, you know, it didn't matter who you were. You could have been, this could have you could be a manager and it was your first day or you, it, you <laughs> I mean, you know how many times he yelled at fig mm-hmm. the, the associate head coach. It didn't matter who you were. Right. If you weren't doing your job, he was going to let you know about it. Uh, Yeah. You know, and and I think that's something that really is carried with me about just having consistent energy and, you know, bringing the same amount every day. It doesn't matter what else is happening in your life. When you go to work, you got to be consistent and you have to show um, a consistency. So that's, that's kind of the first thing and and enthusiasm too. That's, so that's kind of the first thing. The second thing, is um he was never afraid to be right. And what i mean by that is um you know he would call people out right for um messing up. Sometimes it actually wasn't that person's fault. You know, a player would mess up and you know maybe somebody tripped him or something or whatever happened. Um and he would call it, he would call out the wrong person. That would happen occasionally. Right? but he was never scared of that because he could always go back to them later and say, Hey, you know, watch the film or someone told me it wasn't your fault. It's okay. Mm. Right. Or or, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I misinterpreted what happened, but his um, expectation of um, his high expectations, his high standards never dropped. He never assumed that anybody, you know, um, that it was anybody's fault except for the person, I guess he thought it was. And so he would always get on them. And then if, if in the end, he was actually wrong, you know, he'd go back and apologize, but he, that's how he kept the standard is he never gave anybody a break. Mm. Um, You know, so he, he just was never afraid to be right. If that, if that makes any sense, I don't know if that does, but.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I, 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 you're absolutely right. And, you know, from from year one to year two, I saw a huge difference in, you know, how I was able to kind of adjust to his style, you know, his coaching <laughs> style and his philosophy because year one, I was like, oh, my goodness, this man is like everything I've, I've heard about him is true. Like, you know, I'm yeah. thinking, you know, I'm looking at our guys and seeing the effort that they give and, you know, it's, it still felt like it was never enough. Yep. But then, you know, things kind of slowed down from there. And I was able to see like, oh, OK, so now I see why, you know, you know, he dropped this word or that word. <laughs> that it's about you. Um, but, yeah. you know, but what you know, and those are those are good traits, you know, good things that you mentioned. And for me and uh, not a lot of people have this. I don't want I don't know if it's a skill or a trade or anything like that. But Frank Martin, one of the greatest things I, I was able to take away from him was his ability to always stay present. You know, what I mean, because like we could yeah. we could, uh, you know, we. For example, we went uh, – oh, we played Alabama. We went to four straight overtimes, and we yep. laid an egg. And, yep. you, know, for, you know, for a lot of people, whether it's fans, players, coaches, whoever, you know, that – you kind of wake up the next day with that little residual feeling of, like, what happened. Yep. Frank never – he didn't even bring it up. No nope. matter if he blew him out by 20, lost by 30, doesn't matter. He was able to – you know what? We can't fix it. There's nothing we can do about it. We just got to get better. I mean, plain yeah. and simple. And, you know, that, as a as a young coach, you know, that helped me kind of, kind of help my, you know, stress levels in terms of, you know, okay, instead of thinking too much or blaming myself or blaming this or, you know, just saying, you know what, it's over with. You know, it is what it is. And now, now it's our turn. We just, we can control what we control. And, you yeah. know, I, I tell him all the time how much I appreciate him a lot. Didn't even recognize him this year, though. <laughs> um, yeah. I was, yeah, I, I, I didn't, yeah. But you know, I, we're we're still riding with them. We're still riding with them. But you know, definitely a lot of good times. And with with the, uh, you know, that's always going to be our home. Absolutely. Um, but you know, moving forward with that, I uh, it, was, it was August of t- twenty seventeen. You know, I decided to kind of take a detour I guess you can say and you know and take the next step in my coach career but you know I've been telling you on air brand like even to this day some part of me feels like I let you down a little bit not at all
1: (laughs) not at all
0: man (laughs) because that was going to be our time and you know I was I was really excited to work with you and just to see how much you know to see the growth you know from year one to then but you know things just kind of um, happened the way they did, but, you know, it all worked out in the end, it seemed like.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we obviously missed you that year, but, um, you know, I mean, Chick, Roach and I, we, we figured it out. We did what we could. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Tried to, tried to fill your void, but um, you know, it's, it's, that's part of life, man. I mean, you know, people, people move on to things all the time um, yeah. and, you know, they gotta, you gotta do what's best for you. And, um, you know, I never, I never felt like you left us, um, you know, out to dry. I, I always felt like, you know, you, you were looking for what you wanted to do and that's, that's all you
0: can do. So. Yeah. And, you know, and you were actually the first person I even called. I didn't talk to my dad. I didn't talk to Andy. I didn't talk to <laughs> anybody else, you know, because, you know, at that time, because we had a, we had a lot of things going on. I mean, literally yeah. we were still, we were getting ready for, um, Um, the first day, you know, first day of classes and, you know, we were trying to get everybody, all the, you know, the new guys that didn't there, that weren't there for summer workouts. We were trying to get, you know, every them situated and, you know, everything we were doing just with, um, operations and then, you know, boom. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate that. But that, 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 uh, that season 2016, 17 was, um, i am even to this day, I still can't believe that we were a part of that.
1: Yeah, it's, um you know, and it, it was, it was pretty unbelievable. And, um, you know, it, it's funny. I've, I've met, um, you know, managers who have been a part of final four teams. So, um, there's a guy, he's, uh, he was a part of a Michigan final four team, uh, a couple of years ago mm-hmm. back when they had beeline. And, um, you know, it's, it's different when, you know, you, you go to the final four with, with Michigan, you know, Duke or North Carolina, or, you know, name a, great basketball program. It's different. And then when you go to the final four with a team who has never been, uh, it's just a very, very different thing. It's special. Um, and it's, it's unforgettable. And I, you know, listen, any final four run is unforgettable. I'm not saying that, but, um, you know, I, you know, I, I take a lot of personal pride in, in what I did, um, you know, during that time. And obviously there's no way I really impacted anything that happened on the court, but, <laughs> you know, I was just to be there, and um, you know, be be the fly on the wall at times was was really special,
0: right? And I'm telling you, it it, it all it all happened so fast, you know, because we we really hit our stride at the right time, post yep. Postseason, because I don't, we didn't we didn't do too well in the conference tournament. I don't think I don't I don't. We think lost our we, first game. Yeah, very first round was it to Alabama. Alabama. yeah, that's what. It yeah, was. we we lost to Alabama three times that year.
1: That was so yeah. frustrating.
0: It was I mean, we thought you know this was it. You know, neutral site, not the case. But uh, we uh we actually you know made that little run and, and it, like I'm telling you, man, it was still unbelievable. I remember after Florida in near uh, in the uh, so yeah like Elite Eight. And yep. the whole – the basically, the, all of campus, all, all of uh, USC was just going crazy. But yep. at the same time, and also got to give this respect, too, the women's program just um, – they just upset um, – oh, who was it? Mississippi – they played Mississippi State in the national championship as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. and, and So Mississippi
0: State beat UConn
1: mm-hmm. um, That's in, the, yep. in the final four, final which four. meant that we were playing Mississippi State instead of UConn.
0: Yep. And everybody just kind of took a, a, a sigh of relief. Yep. I
1: still don't think we've beaten UConn. Well, at least when I've been watching. But anyway. Um,
0: I, should, I, think, I think we did last season. I think last season's group beat UConn before they got shut down. They may have. Because that, that was honestly, to me, in my opinion, Don's favorite um, best class, like her whole best group outside of her national championship team. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but yeah, you know, the final, you know, just being a part of that stuff and, you know, you mentioned your favorite moment was, you know, them coming back, um, to just to a sea of people outside of uh, colonial life, you know, talk about that experience and actually being on stage, you know, with those guys and celebrating with all of campus, man, that must've been awesome.
1: Yeah. You know, we, um, it was funny because we were, um, you know, I'll, I'll tell a story about Greenville, um, you know, when we, when we beat Duke, uh, um, you know, and that up,
0: was,
1: by the way. <laughs> well, Oh yeah. when we, when we did that. <laughs> and that was crazy. But, um, you know, I just, that game, I remember there was, there was a moment in the second half and Sendarius hits a shot and he points at the ground while he's backing up and he goes, this is my state. Mm-hmm. And we were losing it. We were absolutely losing it. Um, you know, and then the North Carolina fans starting, started rooting for us and, there's that iconic picture of the guy in UNC gear. He's holding one of our uh, towels. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so it was, uh, that was a blast. And we were driving back from that. Cause we didn't stay with the team in the, in the hotel that, that time. Um, we were driving back and it was me and Paul and uh, just, you know, hanging out. And um, he was like, well, do you, do you think we should go help them with the bus? And he's like, I bet there's, I bet there's going to be a lot of people there. And I was like, why would there be people there? I know, you know, who cares? Like we're not a basketball school who cares. And, uh, you know, so then we're, we're like, nah, I probably won't go. And then, um, later that night I, I was like, I gotta go. I gotta do it. Like, why well, I can't, I, I have, I have to be there. Even if there aren't any people there, I have to be there. So, um, I walk up and there's, there's a, there's a decent crowd just waiting outside of the convocation center. Um, and out of colonial life. And, um, you know, cause they, they had no idea where the bus was going to pull up. And so they, they pulled up in the, in the con, in the convocation, or I'm sorry, Coliseum. I am saying the wrong word, the Coliseum. Um, and so they, they pulled the bus, they dropped Frank off um, at his car because <laughs> Frank didn't want to, didn't want to be in the, in the crowd. And then um, we, we went and dropped all the, play- they dropped all the players off in front of the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. I remember, and that crowd, like slowly, everybody kind of heard that the team was actually at the Coliseum. So the people who were at Colonial Life, you know, <laughs> slowly made their way over and the crowd just got bigger and bigger. <laughs> um, you know, and we're just helping with equipment and things like that. And, you know, the fans were just, they were just uh, crowding the bus, you know, like waiting for everybody to come off and uh, knocking on the door, basically. And it was just, it was a great experience. Um, it was you know, just to be able to celebrate that with um, the campus and the players and, uh, and Mac Riddell. Um, you know, it was, that was a special moment.
0: That was. And, you know, Mac doesn't smile a lot or laugh a lot, but, you know, I don't think, I don't think a smile ever left his face during that time.
1: No, definitely I not. So.
0: I don't think so. That
1: no, was the know, happiest night of his life. That was. be Duke.
0: And then that crowd went away. Then you realize we still have laundry to do. And, <laughs> <just> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the, you know, the typical yep. closing period. And, you know, uh, for our listeners out there, Mac is one of, if not the hardest working, um, he, he's basically like the the pulse of Gamecock athletics. You know, I don't, Absolutely. I, don't think, I don't think there's a harder working guy, even in the city of Columbia. You know, I know a lot of people say this person, that person. But when it comes to, you know, setting themselves you know, aside and doing whatever is necessary for, you know, whether it's men's or women's basketball, volleyball, or even able to help out baseball or football, any other sports or anything that's needed. Mac was yeah. always there and ready to answer that call. And, you know, even to this day, I, I tell him that, you know, we're working on to get your statue kind of organized around <laughs> colonial, <laughs> colonial life because you definitely <laughs> deserve it. He was, he was, he was everything, you know, I learned so much from Mac and I, I you know, yeah. I'm, I'm still glad I'm able to, you know, have conversations with him about that.
1: Yeah. He's, he was a, he's yeah. I mean, he's the hardest working man that I've, I've ever met. I mean, the man would sleep um, on a couch like three nights a week when he was doing laundry, just so he could have, he could have all that stuff ready by the next day. Right. Um, you know, it was just, it was crazy. And how he is so um, compassionate Mm -hmm. and willing to help others. Mm. And well, he would take on responsibilities that just aren't his job. (laughs) It's just quite, it's not in the job description. You know, he would somehow it became his job to go and pick up all of the checks for the Mm -hmm. coaching staff. You know, when they were, they got their per diem for, um, for recruiting trips. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was his job. To go and pick those checks up. I, I who, you're an equipment manager. <laughs> right. Just have the coaches go pick it up themselves. I don't know. It was hilarious, and there, there's plenty more examples of that where everybody's like, "Why is this Max job?" Right. But, I mean,
0: but you just talk about like you know the selflessness, you know, and yeah. that's another thing. You, you, you didn't. He didn't say he always led by you know wh- whatever it was trying to do. You know what I yep. mean? We would get there. I remember we would do. Um, this was before. Um, they kind of finished renovating the Coliseum, and we had to pick up breakfast from the Doty. Oh man, and this was yeah. like you remember those, and we had to be there seven, like seven, seven fifteen. Mac was already there yep. and ready. It, the, the laundry would be drying. Yeah, and I'm thinking like you know, and to be honest, there was some mornings I'm like, you know what, I finally get to say that I beat Matt to work. Nope, nope. he was always ready to roll, man. And again, one of the most compassionate, hardworking um, individuals I've ever met. And, you know, we definitely, but, you know, the thing is he, 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 he helped you to, for me, he helped, he helped you realize to not take shortcuts because, you yeah. know, we would spend so many hours after practice on a Friday night, folding up, um, the travel gear, you know, getting everything <laughs> ready to go. And then would be, we all just be sitting there just like, Mac, it's time to go, man. But he's like, no, we're not leaving until this is done. Yeah. But, you know, as you know, as you get older and you start to realize and recognize, you know, how to go about things and how to be kind of disciplined in some areas, you know, you definitely get to take that away, man. So, yeah, Macrodales is awesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, you know the story I have about, about that is um, and during the summer camps, you know, we had those big cylinder Gatorade coolers that had wheels on the bottom. Yep. And I remember we wanted to wheel one from um, the volleyball facility to, col- well, I think it had to go to colonial life or something, something like that. Um, where what we, what we just wanted to do was, uh, you know, and, and Mac wanted us to wait for his van and <laughs> put it in the back, <laughs> which for, for all of his, uh, great qualities uh that man would take forever to get back to us um and just not tell us where he is Um, but anyway so uh you know we're sitting there waiting and uh mac is like do not take that across the street just rolling it if you hit it on the pavement it's top heavy if it hits a small little hole which you know those streets had um you know it was gonna topple over and we were like yeah whatever mac all right fine we'll we'll do that i remember um I remember Andy getting really mad about it and Andy was like, and he was like, why have you guys not done this yet? You know, and just, he wanted us to go on and do the next thing. And it was like, I mean, we're just waiting until Mac picks us up. I don't know what you want us to do. And he was like, why don't you just roll it over there? And we're like, well, Max told us not to. And so he takes the thing and he starts rolling it. <laughs> and I mean, he doesn't even get to, um, six fifty Lincoln. I think that's the, that's their, the apartment
0: right there. Yeah. yeah.
1: He doesn't even get, you know, out of, out of eyesight and that thing, boom, hits the pavement, (laughs) hit like hit a small little hole, just like Max said, and hits the pavement. And then everything is everywhere. And then all of a sudden now we have this huge problem of, okay, well, this thing's like, this cylinder might be broken. We have all of the drinks that we had, a bunch of them had fallen out and cracked open. And, um, you know, we had this huge mess to clean up, Um, you know, not luckily it was outside, obviously. So didn't have to, you know mop it up with a towel or anything but it was just it was a mess and then you know when when mac gets there and um you know we have the thing and for some reason he can just he just knows you know like he just he knew that somebody tried something
0: yep and he yep. could sniff
1: it out um, that was the other crazy trait about him was he could sniff out when people were trying to cut corners um
0: and stop that real quick he'll stop yeah immediately
1: yeah, yeah, he shut it down quick. So, um, you know, that was that was the funny story about that. It was uh, Andy really paid the price for that one?
0: Hey, you know, you tried to tell him. Yep, you, you tried to tell him. I um uh, and I don't listen. I don't. I don't still about Mac. Um, I don't think that you remember. I don't. Do you remember me and you being introduced? Um, uh, kind of indirectly to. Well, actually no, because you you spent that summer there up there, so you probably were around him a little bit more. But I remember. Um, right after that interest meeting, um, we, uh, just joined, you know, trying to get everything ready for preseason, um, workouts and, um, a Gatorade, a a giant pallet, of Gatorade had just been shipped in and, uh, Rob texted everybody in the group and he said, all right, I need two or three guys to come help out yada, yada, yada at the Coliseum and then meet you on board. And we didn't, we weren't, we, we, we weren't really familiar with each other at the time. And, um, we get to the Coliseum. And uh, we've, we find Mac and he, you know, being the young guys, he, he was he was probably expecting maybe Paul, Freeze, William or anybody else. And he looks at me and you, and he looks at me and you and takes a pause. He turns around, we walk up, he turns around, he looks at goes, A and B, come with me and i was like and i looked at you i was like wait are you a or b or which one am i and i was just like and I, I i was like oh okay because i had no idea who mac was rob put in the group me he's like i need two or three guys to go help on mac unload gatorade in the coliseum it's like okay you know i'm trying to you know make an impression
1: Mm-hmm.
0: running to you and oh man that that's and i'll and you know even to this day i told mac like you know you can you just can call me letter a if you forget my name just call me letter a <laughs> hey i'll take b that's fine with me <laughs> i'll take b yeah
1: that's uh, hilarious
0: oh man so yeah was that uh was the andy phone over my that that was my favorite Macardell story you know i always tell that i tell that gotcha. to people all the time
1: yeah yeah um you know i mean my i don't know if it's the it's the best one but um mine is uh we had this, it was again for summer camps. We had this, uh, this hot dog maker that, I mean, that thing had to be 20, 25 years old. Right. I mean, it was disgusting. Um, probably had (laughs) some grease from 1980 on it still. And, uh, (laughs) so, you know, we're, we're sitting there and I guess like we, they want to try and sell hot dogs the next day. And, uh, you know, we're like, well, there, there's no way. I mean, we can't use that thing. You got to buy a new one. You know, I mean, where are we going to get a new hot dog thing? Let's just not even, like, we're not, you and I were both trying to convince Mac, like, dude, come on. No, <laughs> Mac, no. And he's like, no, it'll work. I'm like, Mac, that thing's disgusting. You know, it's got like rust on it. It's moldy. It's just gross. Yeah. And um, he's like, no, we're going to clean it. I I'm, like, I'm not cleaning that. <laughs> I'm not cleaning that thing. And then Mac kind of had a, he, he was like, fine, I'll do it. Fine. You know? And um, I'm like, Mac, how, how are you even going to clean it? How are you going to do it? he's like, well, if you pour, if you pour a can of Coca-Cola on it, it, you know, it like comes right up. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know? Like, And he's like, no, no it's, you know, really acidic or, um, you know, it'll, it'll come right out. I'm like, okay, Mac, whatever. Well, we're going to go home. Have fun with that. Um, I'll see you tomorrow. You know, show up the next day. Think squeaky clean. <laughs> uh, it's just brand new like i i thought he bought a new one and you're like no
0: nope, uh, this is his exact same one
1: well i knew that it i knew that it wasn't i knew it was the same one because the hot dog that i had off of it tasted a little like coke so <laughs> you know you knew you knew that it, it was the real thing because he definitely bleached that thing in coca-cola the night before so
0: But yeah. Um, <laughs> Mac was definitely, he was definitely a wizard. You know, you talk about um, having that sense of knowing, you know, something is going wrong or th- something might be off. He would definitely be on it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, he was just, he was great to work with really frustrating when, you know, you wanted to go home um, at the end of the night and we had, we had lost and, you know, just everybody just wants to get out of there. And um, you still got a couple things you need to do before before practice the next day and um you know some of those some of those times were pretty frustrating but you know i mean he he taught us a lot he really did
0: he sure, sure did and you know it was it really i i remember i want to say was your our senior year um mm-hmm. he was recognized with all the basketball legends at halftime do you remember you know not not the scholarship presentation but um when he was, like, when all the former players, coaches came, like Eddie Fogler, the, um, the 2005 oh, yeah. NIT team, you know what I'm talking about? And they yeah. just embraced him. That yeah, was that was, the... that was when he retired. Yep. Oh, yeah, that was his retirement ceremony. You're absolutely yeah. right.
1: Um, yeah, and it was a Legends weekend. He <laughs> we played Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to, was that, that must have been a year or Maybe two years after. I think it was just a year after it was because Roach was uh, Roach was still there. Okay. Um, yeah, it was it was the year after that was when he retired. Yeah. Mm.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, And he uh, met with the media and he was just never seen Matt cry before any time before that. No. And he just he just talked about how much it meant to him. And, you know, that again, that's when I knew. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> That's what I knew. Um, so, kind of wrap things up here. You know, I I don't know about you, but my favorite time being involved with the program was being a part of practice. Man, you know, you know, yeah. as a as a young coach, you know, it, they you know, for me, you know, for you, anybody, you know, practice was definitely good because you know, we not just knowing that we were having a you know a helpful hand in everything, but we got to see some of the best moments, you know, that a lot of people didn't see. You know what I mean? And just see the development in in especially that final four year, seeing the process take place and get to go through that, man. It was um, definitely a special time. What was some of your favorite practice moments during your time with them?
1: Yeah. uh, You know, when it it was always fun when we got to lob it to people. I always loved that. Uh, Just, you know, I, I live vicariously through people being able to dunk. I'm I'm not nearly (laughs) athletic enough. So I just, uh, that was always fun when, you you had a good connection there, but um, yeah, you know, it was, it was, I'm really trying to think of something, um, you know, like a favorite moment. Well, uh, well, I guess one of our favorite, one of my favorite moments, and this will be one of yours too, is uh, the dunk over Rand Tut. <laughs> um were you I don't even know you might have been trying to prompt me to bring that up and I just completely missed it but anyway, I, would. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I got there I got there I got there eventually um but anyway yeah it was um I'll tell I'll tell half the story and then you can you can pick up when you um on the climactic moment
0: um, <laughs> no you tell you you tell your side of the story okay <laughs> okay I, you know i still even to this day i feel bad but go ahead <laughs>
1: okay so um ran tut love him to death um you know he was hilarious uh you know he was a grad transfer for us i don't even i couldn't even tell you where he came from
0: um melbourne australia
1: that's right there you go um and really nice guy um, you know, he was, he was a little taller and he could, he could shoot, uh, but that was about all he could do. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he was, uh, he was probably what, six, 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 seven, maybe taller they than had that.
0: Him, they had him listed as six foot nine, but he wasn't six nine. Yeah.
1: That was a little uh, tall for that guy. Six,
0: but... six, seven, six, eight, somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh,
1: um, <laughs>
0: and... had the best voice on the team. I'm sorry. Had the Absolutely. best voice on the team.
1: Yep. Yep. I still remember when you would yell under. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway so you know we're we're in practice and um it's getting to the kind of the dog legs of the season where it's um you know later in the year and practice is really beginning to be a grind right you're kind of at the point where um you know if you don't make the NCAA tournament you're going to you're going to feel pretty pretty bad about yourself right um you know we were at that point in the year and so um you know PJ Dozier uh heck of an athlete. I think, I don't think anybody can, can debate that, um, comes down and I, and, uh, I don't even remember what the play was, what, what really happened because, um, I was sitting there talking to you (laughs) and I was engaged in our conversation. And so I wasn't really paying attention to practice. And so, you know, I'm just sitting there and talking, talking to you and, uh, you know, I hear, I, you know, I when PJ jumped, I you know I immediately was like, oh man, I need to look. Like you know, I mean, he's driving to the basket. This man, you know, you could tell when somebody's trying to dunk it. They raise it over their head, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he comes up and just on Rand Tut's head annihilates the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and and <laughs> <laughs> and we were not ready for it. Needless to say, we were not expecting that. No, and um, <laughs> so. I was I was getting ready to take a deep breath in like, <gasps> oh, my gosh. Right. I'm, I'm like inhaling and uh, and out of nowhere just comes this big backhand right into the middle of my chest. <laughs> and uh, it was from my good friend, uh, Corbin Landers. And uh, it t- it takes all of the breath that I had just inhaled, takes it out of me. I, it was like I almost got the wind. From this just huge <laughs> smack in the middle of my chest, and um, and so Corbin, you're, you're yelling, you're like, Oh, you know, on his head, you know, screw you, <laughs> ran tight, there's y'all, and uh, and I'm sitting there like trying to recover, like, I'm like, I'm like,
0: <sighs>
1: <sighs> yeah, you just knocked the wind out of me, you like turn around, okay. and you're like, What's wrong with you?
0: <laughs> oh, listen this whole entire time you're saying that I'm dying over this. I'm yeah. sorry <laughs> because I every single time we bring this up i I remember vividly everything that was going on we were um we were standing right by the tunnel, like like right right in the, like the corner yep. like, near the corner of the baseline and the sideline yeah and you were right, that's exactly I remember you were looking right at me, and I was not even like i was he, I was listening. But I was also watching the action too. Yeah, you and were a better I, manager than me. You were, you were paying attention. I don't know. I don't know about that. Oh man! I, but you're right. PJ drove right down the middle. Rand slid over to help, and um, I saw. I was like, "Oh, PJ's about to. He's about to. Yeah." And he just. <laughs> and you're right. We were not ready for that. He put it down on him, and that was just my reaction. Because the whole entire, everybody in the sideline, everybody in the gym was, went crazy. And you're right. I looked right over you. You're basically, you know, you're (laughs) hunched over, (laughs) trying to recover. You lost the ball. The towel was like, you know, the towel (laughs) you were holding was on the ground. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? You all right? And you said, you hit me pretty hard, dude. (laughs) I "I didn't even know I hit you. (laughs) Yeah oh man oh man it was one of those had to be their moments ladies and gentlemen i apologize yeah, that, oh, was that, funny. Was, that was that was because everybody yeah i'm going screw you rancher yeah brian Steele. he ran across he said the same thing yeah. oh, he, Steele but, was like tapping his head
1: too uh, yeah
0: yeah oh man that was one of the greatest moments because you know again you, you you're absolutely right it was Towards the, like, we were, we were getting ready for the, um, the SEC tournament, right? we're like, we were closing out, like, on the final stretch of the regular season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this is one of those practices where, you know, it's kind of, to be honest with you, just trying to get through the day. Yeah. Just to get through practice, and then, you know, PJ definitely brought some excitement to it. Yes, he
1: did. Yes, he did. Yeah, and then the funniest part is it was actually uh, the guy who was filming, he actually caught that moment of you smacking me. <laughs> mm-hmm. on film and so we were able to go back and watch it later and it was so funny. And nobody else saw it, obviously. Yeah, we had to we had to tell them about it afterwards, but yeah, that was just that was hilarious.
0: We had to zoom in over here and say, Hey, just you know, even though it happened, kinda of see if you can cut close to, you know, us two standing right there. <laughs> oh man, that was that's that's some, that's just throw a story we going to tell for the rest of our lives, brother.
1: Yeah, that was that was pretty stinking funny. Uh, man. <laughs>
0: Stephen LaPlante man my brother I appreciate you joining us today man this has been a, it's been a good one
1: yeah I, I've really enjoyed it and thanks for
0: thanks for having me on hopefully uh, hopefully I can come back one day
1: I'd, I'd oh, love to
0: man we uh, I uh, definitely gonna keep you around um, before we let it go anything you'd like to you know mention put anything out there for our listeners um kind of put you on the spot there you did <laughs> uh... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think, I think that I uh, we'll just kind of recap here. I mean, I think the, the biggest things that um, we learned as managers are, you know, from Frank, we learned the, the consistency and, and energy of, of coming to work every day, right? Um, and then uh, never being afraid to be right and call people right. out on it, um, you yeah. know. And then from Mac, we learned uh, never to cut corners and how much it can come back and bite you, uh, yeah. you know, and so – I think that's, that's, for sure. that's probably, probably what I'd have to say.
0: You, uh, you will be, you will continue to be a person that I'll always bring up whether in preseason, middle of the season, in the season about always being a problem solver, never be a problem finder. And, and yes, you know, sir. I can't thank you enough for, you know, that advice has always stuck with me and, you know, it's helped me out tremendously. So again, I appreciate you. Man. Yeah.
1: I'd, I'd really appreciate you too, man. And um, you know, I've, I've loved getting to know you over the years and I'm excited for you mm-hmm. and, I know that, I know that you know. We're, our our friendship's gonna last a long time, so I'll I'll be around.
0: There you go. No, nah, said it best, man. Well, that's the wrap for episode twelve. Make sure you guys like, rate, and subscribe, and find us on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at that's a good QPC. Make sure you like, rate, and subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and we will see you next time. Have a good one. Thanks for tuning in to That's a Good Question podcast, which is brought to you by One Audio, the power of music. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to let your voice be heard.